Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Well, good morning and welcome to Sue Rising Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. My name is Sashi Whitman, your host for Sue Rising Radio, and our topic today is hope for the future. And our Sue Riser today is Nicole Carusen. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Sashi. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. Good. So I'm really excited to have Nicole here. Nicole was one of our amazing Sue Risers. Uh, she took to the stage to share her story, and I actually had the opportunity to be her coach, so that was very, very special um, last fall. And Nicole was amazing to work with, super detail-oriented, and a natural writer, which I have to say is one of my favorite things is to have a, a, a somebody who I coach who is a natural writer. And I'm like, Nicole, that was fabulous. Okay, keep going on that particular topic. So, Nicole, tell us, for those who don't know, tell us a little bit about your Sue Talk and what it was about. Yeah, so my Sue Talk, I Want to Be Like You Someday, was mm-hmm. written about um, an experience that I had in Girl Scouts back in mm-hmm. August 2020. Um, mm-hmm. It was between me and a mentor of mine, her daughter, who was about eight years old at the time, and she said Mm -hmm. to me the words, I want to be like you someday. And (laughs) that phrase, you know, hearing it from a girl that I could absolutely see myself in, you know, I was once a brownie Girl Scout, eight years old, Mm -hmm. kind of looking up to my older peers, I Mm -hmm. just, that, that clicked in me and really, mm-hmm. you know, pushed me to create opportunities for myself uh, in the field of environmental activism and environmental science that I mm-hmm. otherwise think I would have been too scared to have, you know, gone through with and to create for myself. Right. That's so amazing. Yeah, I absolutely love your suit talk. And I, one of the reasons why, you know, it, it's the, even today, which is so prevalent, the the theme and the power of your talk is that it is, is it is really centered around hope and what we can have for the future, which I think something is that we desperately need, especially at this particular time um, and what is happening in our world. So, Nicole, one of the integral parts of your story was, is your passion for protecting the environment. So what do you feel like started that passion? Yeah, so um, I grew up in the backcountry of San Diego County. I think, you know, mm-hmm. I've been surrounded by just absolutely beautiful nature since, you know, I could really perceive it and notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually born a month after one of the largest wildfires in California history, and I was I only four years that. old. <laughs> when mm-hmm. I had to evacuate from another one of the largest wildfires in California history. So I think mm-hmm. those were two, you know, obviously I wasn't alive for the first one, but um, right. Right. just very defining parts of my childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always told mm-hmm. about the story where my mom, who was like eight months pregnant with me, had to evacuate. 
um, and just how scary that was. And, you know, right. how scary it was when I was four years old having to, you know, see my community, you know, on fire in a sense. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, that definitely planted the seed, I think. And just as I grew up being involved in Girl Scouts, um, environmental mm-hmm. protection was always a core value and something we learned about mm. really in every lesson, in every activity. It was always a tenet mm. of, you know, the organization and just mm-hmm. what we did. It was always like recycling and conserving water, mm-hmm. or conserving energy. It was just always mm-hmm. something we learned about. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that really grew my passion for it. And as a teenager, seeing you know, the youth environmental activism movement and the movement for climate justice, that really, I guess, fully actualized my passion and really Mm -hmm. um, cemented that I wanted to be a part of this movement and I wanted to do more than just recycling and conserving water, you know, what I learned through Girl Scouts. I wanted to be a part of this movement and really, really, you know, hone my capabilities to create something yeah. bigger than myself. Right. It's so amazing because I'm just going back in time. and I re, I'm rewinding my memories of the, the fires here and how we'd get evacuated. And I, I was also pregnant with my daughter. And then, of course, she also experienced exactly what you did, which is seeing the fires in 2007. Um, so you talked about – so okay, let me ask you this question because I think this is something that we a lot of us wonder about is, the the fight against um, the, the the crisis and the climate, for example, is is so uh, daunting, overwhelming. How mm-hmm. would you suggest breaking it down, like practically? Like, what is something that we could do where we're like, okay, you know, here I am putting beside my plastic in the recycling bin. Okay, that's one thing, but is there something else that we could all collectively do to ra- either raise more awareness or take action? Yeah. So. Um... I ultimately think the most important thing is just collective awareness because, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. it is something that when you think about it on an individual level, you feel so hopeless, like especially youth who, you know, Mm -hmm. we can't control exactly, you know, if our parents are recycling or if, you know, we are conserving energy or we're using Mm -hmm. fossil fuels versus solar. But Mm -hmm. we can all do our part to have these conversations that, can be Mm -hmm. hard to have, you know, I Mm -hmm. think especially a lot of people, you know, it's been, we've been stuck in, some people are stuck in their ways and, you know, Mm -hmm. especially talking to older generations, you know, sometimes that can be a hard conversation to have, but it's what we need Mm -hmm. to have to, for the better of, you know, every generation is to push for, you know, these conversations to be at the forefront and, Mm -hmm. you know, we can all Mm -hmm. do that. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it starts in the classroom, it starts in coffee mm-hmm. shops, it starts really right. wherever. And, yeah, right. that's, I think that's just the critical thing we need to start doing is just talking about it. <laughs> right, exactly. Now, I know that you were, you've been super active and you started something specific in high school. Would you like to share a little bit about that? Because it connects definitely to environmental activism. Yeah, so um, Girls for Environmental Action is the mm-hmm. uh, environmental activism organization I helped start alongside a mentor, mm-hmm. a couple mentors of mine, and some fellow peers who are involved in Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we kind of noticed that, you know, although environmental activism is a core value of Girl Scouts, it just 
programming wasn't being um, offered at the rate, I guess, that we wanted it to be. You know, it was kind of focusing on other areas of STEM, like robotics, which are incredibly Mm -hmm. important. But we really wanted to, you know, hit it home to girls that environmental activism or environmental science is a very Mm -hmm. viable field. And just being involved in conserving nature and Mm -hmm. those areas, is, you mm-hmm. know, something that they can do. You know, it's not just mm-hmm. engineering or math or other areas of STEM. You can right. be involved in protecting the environment. So mm-hmm. we set out to, during the pandemic, you know, change a lot of programming that otherwise would have been, you know, done mm-hmm. in person to a virtual setting mm-hmm. and engaging girls in inspiring conversations that Mm -hmm. they probably won't have, um, you know, through their Zoom classes or, you know, through other avenues. You know, a lot of girls didn't have that opportunity. So we really Mm -hmm. wanted to create a space that was, you know, hopeful, which is something Mm -hmm. I talk a lot about in my Sue talk is creating hope in the Mm -hmm. face of an issue that is hopeless, Mm -hmm. you know, something that is so hard to achieve, I think, especially Mm -hmm. for youth. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. You know, and is how important finding hope. Yeah, right. And how important that you started that in high school. I mean, most of the environmental organizations I remember always started like in college or later on in your community. You know, so to have that start at, at, at the high school level, I, I think it's absolutely amazing. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So, congratulations on getting that off the ground, especially through the pandemic, and then to continue it. Um, So your definitely your involvement in Girl Scouts has had a huge impact on you. What other like values and skills have you learned through Girl Scouts? And what would you tell, I guess, somebody who was even considering Girl Scouts why they should join? Yeah. So I think Girl Scouts often is tagged as, you know, for younger girls exclusively, Mm -hmm. you know, you think of it in a K through six setting. Um, Right. But I think the most engaging experiences I've had in Girl Scouts have been over the last four years while I've been in high school. You know, Mm -hmm. I've really had so many opportunities to meet with just some of the most inspiring women that I've ever met. I've even Mm. had the opportunity to have like a mentoring relationship with the CEO of Girl Scout San Diego, Carol Diedrich, um, through being a national delegate for our Mm -hmm. council. And, you know, I think it has shown me that I have the power to become, you know, a leader and to, mm-hmm. you know, harness my capabilities and that, you know, my capabilities are important. Um, I'm mm-hmm. important in, you know, what I'm involved in. And, you know, I right. bring valuable skills to the table. I think that's mm-hmm. something I've really been shown. Um, mm-hmm. And applying that to the other, you know, I guess, activities I do, I think I'm just Mm -hmm. a much more empowered, you know, Mm. individual. And I I want to empower others. And I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of the, I guess, you know, it's the, it kind of translates, you know, I've been mentored and I want to mentor others. I want to give them the empowerment that I've received. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's why someone should join Girl Scouts is because the empowerment and the mentorship is invaluable. Mm -hmm. What a testimonial. Okay, so here's something I noticed about you is that you seem to be so confident and so sure of who you are and what you want to accomplish. Did that, was that always a part of you or did that grow through like 
the pandemic or through time, or were you always like that since you were super young? Yeah, so I think if you talk to people who knew me as a, mm-hmm. as a young child, I definitely was mm-hmm. always very talkative, very, like, okay. I guess. Uh-huh. I've just always been a very talkative person and very, like, okay. outspoken about what I care uh-huh. about. But I think I didn't really figure out exactly, you know, what I cared about and, you know, in right. terms of what I want to do with my life and what my, mm-hmm. you know, ultimate mm-hmm. passion is, which is the environment, until mm-hmm. probably, like, the beginning of high school is when it really started mm-hmm. to form. You know, as mm-hmm. I was taking science classes, as I was really deepening my involvement in Girl Scouts, you know, that's mm-hmm. when it cemented in me. But mm-hmm. I right. think it was kind of – I had this energy that I wanted to channel into something, and it wasn't until I really kind of – deepened my involvement in my activities that I was really able to, you know, put it towards like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is my passion. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Right. Okay. That's really, really amazing. No, and you've definitely stepped into opportunities, which I think is absolutely fabulous. It doesn't seem like you've shied away and been like, "Mm, no, I'm going to pass up on that. sounds like you've definitely stepped in and and taken Mm -hmm. up that, that role. Um, so let me ask you just, just for clarification for some of the listeners, maybe I've heard the terms environmental, Management, environmental policy, environmental science. Can you just briefly tell us, like, what the difference is, or is there, or maybe the connections between? Because yeah, you know, just for those even listeners who are like, well, maybe I want to get involved in this or do do something. Yeah, yeah. So environmental management—that's kind of like resource con- conservation. Um, mm, so okay. you know, working with you know municipalities to make sure that we're conserving resources. So in more forested areas, mm. like you know, Arbery right. and stuff like that, and also our oceans, okay. which is really relevant to us here in San Diego. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and then environmental policy is kind of doing a lot of the, I guess, grassroots work to make sure right. that our state legislators, uh, mm. city councils, and even just our national government is, you know, making environmental policy mm-hmm. that is actually going to address climate change and, mm-hmm. you know, also make sure that people are – we're having a just transition, which is what I talk about a lot um, in another mm. environmental organization I'm involved with, Youth for Climate, making sure that people sure. have access to jobs and, you know, right. other things that may be left behind sometimes when we think about mm-hmm. addressing climate change. Um, and environmental mm-hmm. science is kind of the overwhelming uh, or overarching, <laughs> rather, yes. science yes. that, you know, connects right. everyone and connects our passion. It's, you know – learning about the interconnection between different species and us and our planet oh. and resources and all of that. Okay. That is excellent. Okay. Thank you so much. And that's so, so helpful because I think people get either confused or they have no idea. They don't know. And there's just so many opportunities right now in all of those fields and it's such a hot field. So that is mm-hmm. awesome. So right now we're going to take a quick moment and recognize one of our sponsors. Thanks, Sashi. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they're working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and the opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. 
So thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all of our sponsors and our partners. And now, Sashi, back to your show. <laughs> okay, so we're back to hope for the future. And with us today, again, is Nicole Kristen. So, Nicole, we've talked a lot about Girl Scouts and environmental <clears throat> activism. What Outside of that, what are you passionate about? Like, What do you love to do or what are your other hobbies? Yeah, um, I absolutely love being creative. Um, I think that really is, I guess, a very, that's a very broad area but of my life. But I love, you know, going to the thrift store and finding clothes and yeah. recycling them. Um, that's right. a big passion of mine. I think it's just fun to do. Um, right. I love sewing and kind of hmm. guess, just creating things, you know, just mm-hmm. art, drawing, mm-hmm. painting, uh, but also hmm. problem solving, I think, is another area of creativity. Right. You know, I think whether it's talking to my friends and helping them, you know, solve problems or, you know, what I do in Girl Scouts, mm-hmm. which is, you know, right. solving problems that I see in the world. Uh, but other than that, I love being in nature and also traveling, mm. seeing our national parks is a really um, yeah. fun thing for me. And also photography. Right. I have, I won't even lie, I have almost 30,000 photos on my camera roll right now. Um, wow. Yeah. I love it's a real camera, pictures. not just a phone, like a real camera, I'm assuming? Yeah. Oh, no, it's my, it's my phone, but I just love Oh, that's love good. Oh, pictures. my gosh. Okay. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. 30,000. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And do you have a National Park Pass, too? I'm, I'm just assuming. Maybe. I don't, unfortunately, yes? okay. but okay. this summer, okay. we'll see. <laughs> okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah, I figured, yeah. So, what? Let me ask you. What is a, a piece of advice or, or a pivotal moment in your life that somebody told you something or impacted you that changed your life or changed the trajectory of who you are and what you do? Yeah, I think you know this isn't a specific piece of advice, but something mm-hmm. that I've learned from a lot of mentoring sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, from Girl Scouts, and also just what I've heard from my teachers is mm-hmm. to really put yourself out there and try new things. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, earlier in high school, although I think I have generally been kind of a talkative person and, you know, mm-hmm. I've been, I am, I'm generally pretty kind of involved in things. Sometimes I'm a mm-hmm. bit timid and I think nervous to take on things that I may not feel like I'm exactly, you know, suited for, or I don't have the skills for, but I've just been told, you know, Mm -hmm. put yourself out there, you know, try something new, you know, you never know what may come out of it. And I think Mm -hmm. that has just been a big piece of advice or just lesson that has always Mm -hmm. been in the back of my mind as I try new opportunities and put myself out there and it's been really rewarding, I think, right, um, right. throughout my oh, high school absolutely. experience. So how are you passing the torch or the baton in high school? Because you're now graduating. What, what, is it, what, is it, what are the next steps or, for your organization that you founded? Yeah, so we actually were able to add, like, five new girls to our team, awesome. our leadership team, this Good. past fall, which uh-huh. is really exciting. Um, Great. And we have a few juniors in high school as well as a freshman. Perfect. So, Good. Um, you know, it's been a lot of co- working with them, talking with them. Mm-hmm. Hopefully mm-hmm. we're going to have, you know, that transition, get some more girls next summer involved in the program. Right. Um, right. Yeah, and just 
in other organizations I'm involved in. I'm the president of my National Honor Society chapter at my school. Wow. Um, wow. I've been mentoring the juniors below me. And wow. I think just giving them my advice, I think, you know, even though a lot of my high school experience was during the pandemic, I, yeah. I think that also allowed me to really kind of be just notice a lot of things more, um, just right. be more, right. I guess, aware of, like, mm-hmm. how my leadership has mm-hmm. impacted others. You know, I was really able yeah. to see it, even though it was right. virtually, you know, I was able to right. have conversations that I may not have otherwise have had um, right. and impact people who wow. I otherwise may not have been able to impact. You're a superstar, Nicole. That's all I have to say. I just keep going like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I'm like, like, we're, like processing everything you've told me, and I happen to have to reprocess after we're done because <laughs> it's phenomenal what you, what you have done. And are you, are you 18 yet or are you still 17? I am, yes. Oh, okay. Officially 18? Yes? Did yes. Yes. Do that correctly? Okay. You just okay, you turned 18. Okay. Official adult. I mean, the, but what I'm trying to, I guess, um, impress is the amount that you've accomplished already in such a short amount of time. I mean, I cannot even wait to see where, where you go from here. Um, so what would you tell, like, a, a, a young a middle schooler, high schooler who's interested in environmental activism work or studying it? What would you tell them that could be, like, their first step in getting involved? Yeah, I think it's about making connections, um, mm-hmm. you know, whether that be mm-hmm. with someone like your environmental science teacher or, mm-hmm. you know, your biology teacher, making those connections right. is so important. Um, mm-hmm. If you have the opportunity to join, you know, like um, an earth club at your school, definitely mm-hmm. take on that opportunity mm-hmm. because, right. you know, I think our movement is so defined and made powerful mm-hmm. by the connections we mm-hmm. have and the overwhelming passion we all have for protecting right. planet Earth and, you know, yeah. helping solve this, you know, problem that we, our yeah. generation has essentially kind of been defined by. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's those connections, I think, that is so important and just, you know, finding strength in those connections and really right. putting yourself out there, even if it is mm-hmm. scary, you know, mm-hmm. Be an advocate for mm-hmm. what you care about. Right. I love that. Being an advocate for what you care about. Okay, so good. There's like little statements. I can already see them like on little pieces of things that we want to hand out. I mean, <laughs> really, Nicole, it's just awesome. I cannot even tell you. Um, okay, is there any major news, aside from everything that you've already just shared, any major news or accomplishments that you want to share upcoming or that you've just accomplished recently? Yeah, um, other than just the trickling in of college acceptances, which is so fun, um, I am working. Thank you, thank you. I'm working on finishing up my Girl Scout Gold Award project, which is eating local San Diego. Um, it yeah. is a project that I'm, you know, finishing wow. to help spread awareness of the environmental and economic benefits of eating locally grown food um, and supporting our mm-hmm. local farmers here in San Diego. Because, mm-hmm. as you know, there are hundreds of farms yeah. here. Um, right. So if right. people live in San Diego, they can visit www.eatinglocalsandiego.com, um, which okay. has more information on how to find locally grown food near them. 
That's awesome. Yeah, and I have to say, I just took a look at your website. It's fantastic because it lists all the local farmer market, farmer's markets. I love farmer's markets, so I'm always a big <laughs> fan of just finding it because the produce is so exceptional. You're like, mm, I'm going to try those things I've never tried before. Anyway, I could speak about 10 minutes about that. I'm not going to do that, but it's elocalsandiego.com, and Nicole's done a fantastic job in just creating that website and, and just making us aware of what's available. Uh, yeah. So, Nicole, you're graduating high school, like May or June? June? Uh, June. June, okay. What do you have any – first of all, do you have any fun summer plans? And then, wh- like, what do you – what do you think you'll be doing, or where do you think you'll be in the fall? Do you have any inkling yet? Yeah, so over the summer, I am not completely sure yet. I might do camp okay. counseling for Girl Scouts or oh, kind of uh-huh. spend, the, spend the last summer where, where all my friends are going to be here still in San Diego uh, together, right. which should be a lot of fun. Um, right. In the fall, I am going to be studying environmental science. Where okay. at, I'm not completely sure. <laughs> Okay, um, got some options. Fingers crossed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be in the Los Angeles area. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ooh, okay. Sunny California. Okay. We're not sure. Mm-hmm. We're not sure. Okay. So, okay. yeah, I, okay. I'm hoping to have a lot of options. So, <laughs> okay. You kind of see yourself staying kind of in the area, but still going somewhere where you can pursue what you want. I think that's fantastic. Yes. Oh, Nicole, yes. You, you are a gem. <laughs> um, I am just so excited to see what happens in the future. And I, can, I cannot wait to have a future conversation with you or where perhaps you are the podcast host interviewing someone else. And that will be coming up very, very soon. So, Nicole, that is our show for today, everyone. I'd like to say a huge thank you to Nicole for being our guest today. And a special thanks to all of our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally, as we are an international show. And we'll be back again for another New Rising Radio or Women Lead Radio Show Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific. It has been my pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where life-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.